Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to warn you that this episode has a lot of bad things in it. First, we talk about child abuse extensively, including sexual abuse and physical abuse. We talk about domestic violence. We talk about suicide, self-harm. There's drug abuse in here as well. There's just a lot of stuff in this episode. And some of these, this stuff is hard to listen to. So if any of those things would be a tough listen for you, make sure you go ahead and skip this. Yes, it's me, the person that benefits from you listening to the podcast. I'm telling you, don't listen to this if any of those topics aren't for you. And you know, there's all, there'll always be another episode next week. Later. Hey guys, Princess here and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. Listen, this episode is with Liz. She doesn't need an an introduction. She's always easy to record with and we always have a good time and we had a good subject. Nephi and Shelby slash Solo on Ayanla. Great. But before we get into that, let me get some show business off the ground here. First of all, I want to remind you that I am on Kara's podcast on her Patreon, Everyone's Business But Mine, uh, on Wednesday. We did, we recorded an episode about the Murdoffs. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. That should be coming out on Wednesday. Also, there is a Patreon associated with this show and it's at patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. You get a new episode every week. I do one-offs over there. I do, I take sponsored episodes over there. And this past week, we did a sponsored episode for Crystal where um, Stas and I talked about the um, some crypto scandals, okay? So we had a great time. Stas uh, explained crypto to me. Loved it, loved it, loved it. We talked about the most Canadian-looking Canadian man in the world. Great. I had a lot of fun. Next week, though, we'll be doing Murders at Middle Beach. Um so lots of fun stuff over there. Also, Liz promised I could be on her episode next week. So next week on Feathers in My Hair, not today, next week, I should be on Feathers in My Hair. Yeah, I'm going to be a lot of places. A lot of things are happening. But for right now, sit back and enjoy me and Liz talking about that time Ayanla called someone a nasty bitch in a gutter snipe. Later. Hey, Liz. Hi, princess. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for letting me come on. I believe I did text you and say, so are you going to have me on this series or what's going on? Yeah. And I, and like, I advise anyone listening to this, that if you want it to be on the show, you should tell me you want to be on the show because I'm not thinking about it at all. So (laughs) I'll just let you, I'll just let you be on it. It's not a big deal. I, I do think we have a lovely history of doing that to one another. That's true. That's true. You know, I I love to get like a princess sex that's like, did you record feathers yet? Like, can I come on? Because I need to talk about something. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I wanted to be on this week, but I was like, we're already recording together. I can't be on. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about Kate and Tyler. So okay. I'm not doing time. an I'm not doing a throwback episode this week, but I'm gonna start them again next week. So we'll get you on. Don't worry. Because right. I'm right. I'm watching along with you. And mm-hmm. I am also feeling like because because you did these already, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't have any memory of that, but sure. You definitely, you were definitely <laughs> recapping when um, these shows were on. Yeah, like when live. Amber, what's the guy? 
Amber and Matt. Matt was definitely around like at the I think that might have been like his last season when I first started. Yeah, you definitely did this. And I have different feelings now than I did then because I've obviously grown as a person. I see different perspectives. I actually have a lot more empathy for Kate than I've ever had in my entire life. I like Kate. I'm going to like rock her like a little baby now. Like I, it is kind of insane. Like how, how like wildly protective I feel of her. Like I, 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 it's. And after well, watching this family reunion shit and seeing April still so bad, I'm like, Kate. And then like her sister and all the stuff that's happening yeah. right now, you're like, Kate's life hasn't gotten that much better. It has, but there's still a lot like, of issues. She's guys. gotten better, but she's got all these people around her. And I'm, I recognize that it's hard. But part of the reason that I have more empathy for Kate than ever is because hindsight's 2020. Mm-hmm. And like she, I think she's the only one actively working on herself a hundred percent Tyler's not he gets to be he gets to be because you know I went back and watched all the things and and in the first season of Teen Mom like Kate is obviously deeply in love with Tyler and Tyler is trying to find a way to tell her to get away from him (laughs) his mom both yeah him and his mom both she's staying with him She's like trying to like hug and kiss Tyler. And Tyler's like, do I even know you? Like oh, if so this bad. show was not, they didn't get this show. They would not be together. No, of course not. Well, a lot of reasons. But then like her mom kicks her out and she has to kind of just kind of I mean, slink imagine, back to April's. Imagine like, telling a teen that's homeless because her mother is a drug addict, abusive person that they have to leave your house, even though like they didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, they made up what she did wrong. They're basically like, you're not motivated. <laughs> yeah, and like, I get it from Ken's perspective to a certain extent because she knew Tyler didn't actually want to be with Kate and she was like yeah. trying to help, but like, he was a, t- a child. Oh, it's just so hard. So yeah, you can come on Feathers. We can yeah. talk about them because I also have a lot to say about how I think Kate and Tyler have done pretty well and I have a lot of hopes for their kids. I think their kids have a lot of, I think that will be the real like generation trauma. Well, yeah, breakers. I mean they got the money. Cycle you, breakers. I yeah, saw exactly. something where somebody was like, "It takes three to six generations." I don't know if that's true. This shit just is, you know, flying past us on the internet. I just took note of that. Oh yeah, no, no, I heard that in a class, and I was like, "What does that even mean?" Like, <laughs> three to six generations is like 120 years. <laughs> that's what, that's. I was like, okay, so call me in 2100, like or 2100, like what are we talking about? I think. I think what it means is that in three to six generations is when your that those generational traumas don't even touch those people. So, right. You can like, I'm doing things like I'm looking at my childhood. I'm taking everything that was good, using that and, and like throwing out everything that was bad and, do, and replacing it. So that's great. Right. But it's not the same because how I'm parenting is affected by that. Yeah. So that's what they think. Like, I think that's what they mean, but I don't know. But yeah, I think Ty- I think Tyler and Kate's kids are absolutely. I mean, the bar was in hell. Yeah, they've got I, a good shot. They've got a good shot. Yeah, I don't even think Tyler's mom's that great, but no. we will talk about it. No. So, listen, guys, we're gonna talk about Nephi and Solo, and his name is Shelby, guys, and that's what I'm gonna call him. I don't know. I was why. gonna say, can we call him Shelby because? First of all, a thing with Ayanla is that like you're going by your government name. With her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is very much not like, her. Oh, but what but did yeah, everybody else call you? 
what did your mother call you? Like, you know, she's very, no, who's the real you? Like, she's very that. So he was Shelby in this show. Yeah, and I can see why he doesn't like to be called Shelby. He does not. Shelby's a tough name for a man. Yeah, he doesn't give off Shelby vibes. No, and it's just, I mean, I can't imagine that being a teenager named Shelby as a boy is very easy. In Flint, Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that was easy. My husband actually, the first year I was with him, I called him by his first name because that's how he introduced himself to me. And then I started being around his family a lot and they call him by his middle name. His middle name is so much more his personality that I just switched it. And he- So wait, is the name that I know for him his middle name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so like- I mean, not every... that that matters at all, but okay. <laughs> but, but like- he is his first name is so much more um it's like a shelby name all right uh -huh. and so but i used to call him that and i was just like nope i gotta switch because this is who you are and he to this day is unhappy with it but i can't hope he he wanted you to, he was like i'm trying to fix this absolutely like, go by my name absolutely he calls it his big boy name <laughs> he 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 i understand that actually as a elizabeth that exclusively goes by liz elizabeth is my big girl name and i like I use it in professional settings, but yeah. also not really. But like, I understand what he means by he, that. Actually. It's a whole different thing, but I, I'm yeah. sorry. And I feel like Shelby was like, I'm going to come up with a moniker and it's going to be so low and it's going to be spelled really wild. It is so, my eyes like cross. That double <laughs> L is not good for me. The double L, it's so yeah. low. That's yeah. what it is. When it should be either spelled solo or mm -hmm. just one L. Yeah. The two L is like my eyes cross at it. Like I can't, I don't know what it is, but it's not good. Right. And I remember when I first watched this, I was like, oh, is he a rapper? Because why else would he be calling himself that? He is, right? I don't know, but he he's apparently, he was doing That's all this working. I, so. I think I just assumed that. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed too. <laughs> because why else would your name be Solo? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Even if he's a writer, because I saw that he had self-published a book of course he has that makes Even, sense to me which i might actually read because i was like his shit sounds a lot okay. like it's a lot this man he put on that little hat and those chelsea boots and he <laughs> said i'm gonna write a book yeah but <laughs> even if you write a book you don't have to change your name to solo that's a rapper thing i think he's probably had that name for a long time yeah probably since the teens and yeah we all know nefeteria from which by the way teens was not that long ago because even though these people have the vibes of being in their mid to late 50s they are 38 years old she's 38 he's 43 <laughs> like, when she said she was 38 i gasped like, right I well i feel like i feel like i've known um her for so long yeah and and like, I mean, so it also, it may, you hear her talking about her grandkids, but then you're like, oh yeah, she had her daughter at 16, her daughter had a baby at 20. Like it's Liam Messer, you know, like, yeah, he had his first kid at 12. Okay. That, first of all, I, I said to you, Ayanla loves nothing more than a preteen pregnancy. Like she, <sighs> when she hears that she comes alive, like you can see her whole body. Like, well, and it, and what makes it worse is that I know she already knows because they did a pre-interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she knows. Okay, <laughs> she was so fucking mean in these episodes. She's so mean, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
first let me tell like, you what she it, just is be she's bullying nephi bu- <laughs> she hates nephi guys nephi is such a cool sister she's which... like you are a dumb bitch you ghetto <laughs> dumb bitch literally and then she cradles solo um nephi is keisha cole's sister they used to be on a show was it called my life i think so with their mother right frankie who with frankie and it was their whole family and it was basically i didn't make that up okay yeah and it was basically like keisha got out the hood and her family was still in the hood and kept trying to pull her back that's basically what she got that at the time of like the braxton's blowing up on their show and it was like what other famous singers who have wild ass families can we give reality tv shows yep. that's and it's when, like BT. everybody was getting a show like yeah. everybody and it's bt bt doesn't do reality very well no although they're yeah, doing a, a revival of the game and i am watching it and i'm enjoying myself you know it's always done shows way better than bet um Ooh. well obviously own which is what this is on but also we I think we has always been a way better channel well, for we knew, reality television. We knows which side of the bread is, you know, their butter. Yeah. yeah. You know we, what I mean? We is really it, you know, like they really, they've got it. They're good at those like reality shows. Well, they're budget, like pretty trashy, but like not, but actually still kind of fun to watch reality shows. Their budget's $10. Yeah. So that's what reality TV buys you. By the way, Ayanla tells Nephi in this that she thinks she's doing reality TV. And I'm like, Ayanla, this you is reality are. TV, baby. <laughs> okay. When she got mad at Nephi for getting her hair and makeup done, I was like, look, Ayanla, you are, you have, you are in a styled outfit. Mm. Your hair and makeup look fabulous. Like, what are you, you are on cam, you're camera ready. Of course, Why did she have to show up? on here? Yeah, why should she? Well, Ayala, guys, let me explain which Ayala we're getting. We're getting, she's got a baldy cut, but she's got a bit of a flip at the top, right? Just an ombre, just enough to flip it around, right? And she's got on a white jacket, some houndstooth pants, which later she wears the jacket to those pants and a different outfit. And she's got some red pumps on. And she's also, when she takes off her shoes to lay in the grass, I see that she is wearing like, they're not pantyhose. They're they're like sock pantyhose. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Which which is a very old lady at church thing to do. And so she looks like she reminds me of like an aunt that you never see with a man, but her best friend Bev lives with her <laughs> and they hang out all the time. Yeah, they don't have kids, but like they live a nice life. And yeah. It, yeah, and yeah. at the cookout, you know she's gonna bring Bev because they live together. <laughs> they got to. That's I will never forget when my aunt casually said to me that like my great aunt, my dad's aunt, like, well, you know, Ruthie and Elaine are like wives. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, her roommate, Elaine? Like, like they had been together literally my entire life. <laughs> like they had been together for 20 years, probably at that point. Um, I would sleep over their house. I never thought about them sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> I, like, I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a lesbian. This wouldn't like, fly in my family because my mother has never once held an age-appropriate boundary with me. So I, I absolutely. never thought to mention it because my mom like has always been kind of like, she's one of those liberals that's like, I love gay people. You know what I mean? Like, she's kind of obsessed with stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. She just, like, never thought to say anything. 
I'm just saying my mom gossips with me when I was seven years old. So we would have been driving away. She would have been like, they fucking, you know that, right? Because girl, you know, her last husband, you know, and then she, after that, she said she was going women. That really is how it was in my family too. So it's just like, I don't know how this like never came up, but like, it just never did. And And is it your mother's side of the family or your father's side of the family? No, 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 my dad's. So my grandma was mildly accepting of elaine she was she came to some family things but not all family things and also like her and my aunt had a great aunt had a very toxic relationship in which like my great aunt had to cater to my grandma and so i think elaine probably never loved my grandma and our family that much because like (laughs) i think i think anita had to come number one not elaine you know Mm -hmm. in ruthie's life and but yeah i remember being like oh yeah that is her wife like <laughs> yeah as soon as they said it it was like it was like yeah. flashbacks boom 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 like yeah that actually is like everything i've ever interacted with them tells me that's her wife why wouldn't she be yeah so that's i am on bed for sure yeah that's what she's wearing that's what she that's what she looks like she looks great i we need to like she needs to drop whatever foundational garment she wears because bitch is like in there she's snatched up in there i know it's not yitty i want to know what she's what thing she has underneath there <laughs> oh she's probably like a maiden form maybe like she's been wearing that the same maiden form stuff for 40 years and that's retired and true mm-hmm. and she goes and gets it at target or walmart mm-hmm. or did actually at like sears you know what i mean oh. like she goes just like sears and gets it <laughs> yeah so can you see her at a sears in the laundry I can department? absolutely see her at sears i can see her at a kohl's yeah exactly. she's got coal cash i know she does oh, of course she does <laughs> <laughs> so nephew and solo are on this show because they are married they they've been together for 10 or 12 years i can't remember but they've been married five they yeah. have a dysfunctional relationship they just got evicted because of a big fight okay that was crazy. And I was on team Ayama with this one because Ayama's like, why are we in a hotel? Yeah. And they're like, well, we got evicted. And she's like, what? Like, you're not paying your rent? And Shelby's like, well, no. See, on Memorial Day, we have this fight. And like, I don't know, the landlord just came and said, like, you guys can't live here anymore. And so I said, okay. And Ayama was like, what? <laughs> like, right. Because like, don't you have a you lease? agree to that? Yeah, and Memorial Day is the, is the end of May. So you're telling me you went to go pay June rent. And they said she didn't want it. Yeah. So just get out of here, please. What did y'all like, do that a yeah. woman said, don't give me any money, please leave? How did we not get into the fight? I I they think there's been a lot of fights, it. though. But they never even explained. Like, I would be like, could you walk me through that? He said he was defending her. Yeah. Exactly. The way they said it was like so casual. He's like, well, you know, Memorial Day happened. And it was just the best. They were I'm all like, drunk. Yeah. Oh, well, Nephi's an alcoholic. Nephi's well, drunk right now. <laughs> Nephi is a, she, excuse me, she's not an alcoholic. She's a grown woman who's allowed <laughs> to have a drink when she wants to have a drink. And Nephi, no alcohol. Drink. I can have one drink. I can have two drinks. I can have three <laughs> drinks. I can have four drinks. I am a grown woman. And no alcoholic has ever said that in their entire life. That's always my favorite. Every alcoholic. Am I not an adult? Yeah. What? I don't have body autonomy now. Suddenly you can control what goes in my body. Like that's every alcoholic's like go to. I can't have a cocktail. Yeah. What do you mean? So I can't just have a glass of wine every once in a while. (laughs) 
it's like on pump rules this year james kennedy goes what i just want to have wine like i want to fly to france i want to drink what red wine there and i just want to be able to do that like, that's yeah. the most insane thing i've ever heard like, i'm actually loving such an alcoholic thing to be like i just want to fly to france and drink what red wine okay I'm okay. actually loving James this year. Me too. He's actually, the sh- if you guys aren't watching Vanderpump Rules because it's been bad for the last five years, I would say tune in, drop in this season. It's it, fun. It feels like, it feels like we're getting, we're catching up with old friends. That's what it feels like yeah. to me. And I wasn't a huge fan of, of the show or these people. But when James comes on screen and says, um, I don't know why you care. I'm living with the love of my life. I have to go pee. Is this it? Is this it? I got to go. Like, I have been nonstop thinking about Allie going to Raquel. It's like we've traded lives. <laughs> Wildest thing to say to your boyfriend's ex when you moved into her home. You guys are not friends. You just, what are you talking to her like this? We traded lives. Like if someone said that to me, I would have to leave crying probably. <laughs> I would be so well, upset. She almost did. But <laughs> this is exactly it. Nefertiria is just like James. Why can't I have a cocktail? I'm a grown woman. Yeah. Um, he says they spend $150 a week on alcohol and they don't have the income for that. That's uh, a lot of money, especially if you consider she's probably drinking like rock gut. Yeah. $600 a month. You guys have five children. And no home. And 70 of y'all are living in one hotel room. Plus a grandbaby on the way. And I know at the time, like who's paying for that baby? Like I'm sure uh, they are. She is. I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it, I, I can't even, I can't even, like, my skin is itching thinking of living in one of those extended stay hotels with seven people plus a baby on the way. Uh, Did they go into, like, the age? So, whose children are whose? Okay, so there are four, the four of those children are Nephi's children. Okay, that's what I thought. And one is their child together because... The child he had when he was 12 died when the child yeah. was seven. Was that wrong? I think when he, I think when the child was five, because I think he said when I was 17, the reason you think seven is because he was molested at seven. And oh. when he said I was 17, I almost said, no, you were seven. You were seven when you were 12. Oh. You were seven now. Like, so I, she was doing that thing that like you haven't matured past the age of seven, but I'm okay. pretty sure he said 17. So I think the baby was five. And Nephi also had an infant die of SIDS, which is horrific horrific the way she said she was getting up to go to church and the baby was stiff oh oh my god and this is coming from a woman who my last check of the night is to walk in every single one of my children's room and stare at them till i see them breathe Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i i cannot and i cannot imagine and she was pregnant when they met she was pregnant but not okay Got okay, it. this is the funny. This is the, this is timeline is so wild. So that baby died. Okay, uh huh. The the husband she's with. I think this is the guy that we saw on the show, Frankie and Effie. Probably because that show just got canceled like right before she met Solo. So she's left that guy. The you know obviously Liz, you tell a story, not a story, but you talk about a situation where a woman had two separate children drowned. In a pool? Yeah. Twins like years apart? Time. No, 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 no. It's even worse. It's even worse. And that, okay, so I knew this woman, like I knew her mother-in-law um, from AA actually. And 
the she had twins they were 18 months to two years old very little she mm-hmm. it was on thanksgiving day she was cooking she went to go take a nap the babies had like never gotten out of their cribs had never gotten out of the house this was in florida where everybody's pools and while she was napping and she thought the babies were napping they got out of their cribs they got out of the house they went in the pool one of the babies died immediately and the other one lived essentially on life support for the next 18 months to two years it was so bad that's so <laughs> like long. truly the worst thing that you can ever imagine like and oh, it's yes. just like the horror of it being both the babies and then one is dead so you're not you're dealing with like one baby's dead but then the other is on life support and you're like trying to keep this baby alive and then when he finally it was so bad oh, and she God. had more kids though yeah she had at the time an older daughter already i believe and then she i think she's had two kids since yeah like she's still with her husband which was like shocking to me like that is seem, incredibly shocking they seem okay like and i think they're all they were all sober when this happened i don't you know this was like five plus years ago now but you know so bad and just like the fa- how drawn out it was was like yeah. so horrific two years is a long time to be on life support uh, I, 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 lo- I i think he was not i if i i remember he was on life support then he was like awake but like brain dead essentially like paralyzed he wasn't brain dead he was like para like deeply paralyzed yeah and then i think it was like they thought he was gonna maybe get better and then he didn't he like went back on like <sighs> so it was like there was a glimpse of hope yeah for a minute um but it didn't it didn't work out it was oh. so oh my god it was so bad <laughs> The, i was funny. thinking it's about so it's like so no no, no you're not laughing at that you're laughing at how terrible this is yeah. like like it feels like a curse that's what it feels yes. um but it's like when something like that happens often the marriage breaks up and so nephi and yes. that guy break up she is then pregnant by someone yes and but she's not with that person and it's oh. not her husband's baby it's she's also with someone she <laughs> called a that. teenage street kid I, that's what I was like wait how old was she so she was like 25 right she, she was, was like too old to be hanging out with a teenage street kid anybody with a teen at the end of their name at the end of their age mm-hmm. was out of her yeah yeah so it wasn't her husband she got pregnant by a guy that was not her husband and then she had another boyfriend different from the guy that was the father of that baby right and so she was staying at some house with her kids her and Solo saw each other and immediately he said she felt like home. She seemed ghetto and she had a lot of kids. He sw- I swear to God, he fucking said that. No. She, I swear to fucking God, he said that. And she- uh, By the way, I want to say ghetto is not a u- word that I use purposefully, right? Like it's not yeah. a word that's in my vocab, but there is no way I can do this episode without saying the word ghetto because it is said a thousand times. It, you're right. And I try to use it with purpose. Like I try not to just be like, that's ghetto. I try, yeah. I try to be literally talking about- Yeah. Like- this area that was put together so that these people could be corralled in this area when I say ghetto. But guys, Nephi's ghetto and it's just the truth. Okay. So Ayanla calls her it over and over well, and over again. We're gonna talk about Ayanla's. We're gonna talk about her, but she but Nephi is her nemesis. Like what oh, Nephi is everything is she hates. Yeah. Everything she hates in this world. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is that Ayanla's that too. Ayanla's been mm-hmm. through all of that. Well, I think that's what I think Ayanla is one of those worst type of people that has pulled herself up by her bootstraps, which is debatable, right? But like yeah. 
she is one of those people that has made her life better and so anybody who has not is fucking trash and like why have you not been able to do what i did because i was addicted to crack and i was in abusive relationships and i was embarrassed on national television and look at me now bitch so there's no reason that you shouldn't be here when it's like there are people that i feel like do they lose their empathy the more successful that they get and i think she's definitely one of those people and she doesn't like the mirror effect of somebody like Nathy. No. And she, it's, it's, it's comes from telling your story to yourself over and over again. And you get more bigger and bigger in your story. Mm. Then you've been, I mean, she's a hypocrite to begin with. Cause she's out here telling Nefertiria she can't be called Nephi. And I know your name's Rhonda Ayamla. So calm down. Okay. Like, also, Nephi is a really cute name. Nephi is a cute name. I think Nephi's a cute name. It's like I would go by Nephi. Like that's cute. And Nefertiria, even her own mother, <laughs> Nefertiria is tough. That's it tough. rhymes with cafeteria. It it rhymes with cafeteria. Like that's what I kept thinking when I was like Nefertar. No, Nefertiria. It rhymes with cafeteria. Yeah. So they they said they solo says she felt like home to him and i have i have to tell you i at this moment i was like oh my god because what they saw in each other was later yanla calls them womb mates not soulmates. and i was like yeah that's a good line actually yeah that's what they I like that i'm like store that to memory because i like that better than trauma bonded honestly yeah and I I had to like take a moment because I this is exactly how me and Mr. Curtis got together is that mm-hmm. I felt like we looked at each other and we're like oh you look like home okay yeah. and it just happened and the other day I was watching a TikTok video about the mother wound and how it affects um uh black men and black women specifically and he was like is that about us <laughs> and I was like yes <laughs> Because the lady was describing it. I was like, yes, this is about me and you. (laughs) Just be thankful, babe, that I believe in therapy. And I decided I wanted to get better. And so I dragged you along with me. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I have a friend who um, had like a really bad father. Her father was in and out of her life. He was a drug addict. Uh, He was abusive. So she has daddy shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, but she ends up at 21 marrying this 31 year old man. Who essentially she has no license he drives her around he pays the majority of the bills he does things like say no i think we have to eat at home today like stuff like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He daddies her, you mean. he daddies her and i we, i remember us talking about it and she goes yeah i have daddy issues but it looks like i found the solution right i went out and got a better daddy someone who actually loves me and i was how, like you know she's not you, fucking how do you debate that <laughs> no she's right she had a bad dad it fucked her up so she went out and got a dad he's the loveliest person and he does not mind being the dad of this you relationship know, i kind of, of like i first of all i think that's an incredible amount of self-awareness um and i think that sometimes it can be okay for relationships to come out of an unhealthy dynamic if you find a healthy way to do it yeah and as long as everybody's aware and everybody's yeah. willing to do the thing yeah what's wrong with this yeah i, I mean it's like kind of weird to say it out loud but yeah I mean, yeah when she said i was like touche okay all right she's like i don't need a driver's license uh he's gonna drive me he said he would and he is going to she doesn't know how much her electricity bill is he told he looked at her paycheck and said 
if you do this amount of money and put it in the joint account, we're good. And that's what she does. She has no clue. And she says, I don't need to either. He takes her to Croatia. They, you know, they make hot pockets together. <laughs> they have a very nice life. <laughs> Let's just hope that man does not die. Um, I did tell her she should start working on it because he's about 10 years older than her. That's exactly. And um, men die first anyway. She said she's she's got that in mind. She's got a little alarm on her phone. So she will start. <laughs> but like, I, it feels like Nephi and Solo fulfill something in each other. The oh, fact that he saw her seven, eight months pregnant, dating a teenager with she had three kids with her because she's about to give birth to the fourth one. Right, because they, this was at a friend's house. Because she was also living with someone that was not the baby's father, not the young teen she was fucking around with. A third man was who she was living with. And I she got put out. The impression that I got, right? Yeah. And she got put out and she called a friend of Solo's because Solo had sent her some gifts or something. She called a friend of Solo and said, and said, call Solo and see if I can stay over there. And the friend did it. And Solo said, yeah. So she brought her, her children, and the teenage boy she is fucking, and they all moved into Solo's couch. Beyond was so horrified by this. You we are you not horrified by this? <laughs> I am, but like it was just so funny. She kept being like, "Hold on, what?" Like she kept stopping them to be like, "So wait, you did what?" Ayanla <laughs> <laughs> claims that she's not here to make TV, but she is very good. Her faces oh. are good on TV. She's, she's making so- TV. She's so good at it. Of course she shut up, Ayama. Like Yeah. Okay, you're not here to make TV, but you're gonna have people like pack bags of their physical baggage because that's just like a very normal therapy thing. Like get the fuck out. Oh yeah, that's her prop this time. She the loves props. prop comic. <laughs> she's she's Gallagher. <laughs> she is carrot top. She just she's like, I'm just gonna come with a bunch of and she she's so tickled with herself. Oh my God. She, when she walked out of that hotel room, when the, and they show her like leaving when they're doing the baggage, she's like, mm, 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 and like shakes her head a little bit and like is swaying. Like, girl, she swooned out of that room. Like she swung out like she was in a fucking dance musical on Broadway. <laughs> she loves that shit. Oh my goodness. So, what happens is after she makes them, she, she gives them a bunch of junk. And tells them it like little babies and 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 clothes, and they're supposed to label it what it what it means. I I don't know how helpful this is, but fine. Yeah, I love it's like I feel like they know they have baggage. I don't yeah. think like that. I think the issue is is that she's a full blown alcoholic who fist fights with him. Like yeah. I think that's the issue. I'm not so sure the issue is like the baggage they brought into the relationship. I feel like they would just self describe. I have baggage. Yes, a hundred percent. So she interviews. But one thing we've forgotten that we need to include is that oh. uh, Shelby had a heart attack at 42 years old very recently. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Which I have like keeps just saying, Nephi is trying to kill you. <laughs> she goes, you, are, you are trying to murder him. And I'm like, I don't think that's how cognitive heart failure works, but okay. But also, why is Ayanla so shocked that a 43 year old man had a heart attack? Yeah, it's not that crazy. That's it's like not when crazy. men have heart attacks. Right. In their 40s, this like if he was 32, I'd be like, oh god damn. Like yeah, that's... like 40, like a, a 40-year-old man having a heart attack is like kind of when that's not crazy. I mean, it's like it's awful, but, I, but yeah, yeah she's acting like he's 22. Yeah. 
Um, actually, I went to the doctor today and they took my blood pressure and I don't know the numbers and I, I don't look at my weight or I refuse mm -hmm. to be weighed. And then I don't look at the numbers that they give me because I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do about it? You know, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah, it means nothing to me. But she goes, wow. And I'm like, what's wrong? She goes, oh, your blood pressure. I don't have children that have such great blood pressure like your so blood funny. pressure i also have really good blood pressure and i always have i don't know what the numbers mean but they always comment on it yeah and i said and she's like what is your she's like you're not on any medicine i was like no she's like what if you're what is your secret i was like i gossip a lot and so i just get it all out that is the cure. and she just thought that shit was so funny i was like that's the truth i just like talk a lot of shit so <laughs> yeah one of my one health issues has never been blood pressure i've always yeah. been good on that but yeah so she she says that he had a heart attack because Nephi is trying to kill him. And <laughs> basically every issue they have in their relationship is because of Nephi, according to Ayama. And From the get-go, she hates Nephi. Nephi's yes. the problem. She does call Shelby on enabling. Well, but it's not in a way that's like, it's in a way of like, you're making yourself unhappy by enabling. It's not in like, you're not, treating your wife well by enabling her it's all about shelby this is the save shelby operation well the first two episodes of the save shelby operation yeah, then oh the second the third episode the, in the next season is totally different it's totally different but shelby in these episodes are, is he looks when he tells her he's exhausted and when he tells her yeah. when he was in that hospital he didn't want to leave he just wanted to die there i felt it because i was like you seem tired yes he's he feels beat down. He has these big basset hound eyes. He's yeah. And I think that's, that's part of what it is, but we got to talk about. So they, what we get Shelby and I, Ayanla alone and she talks to him and she, he explains about how he'd been molested at seven. He had a baby at 12. His and mother only his for check. sister was molested too. Right. But like, they were molested by a couple. Right. Ugh, which is, awful. I mean, it's all awful, but it's it's extra awful to feel like these people are together so so they could be a team to molest people. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about that stuff and about how his mother, I mean, his he has a long convoluted story about his mother, but I mean she doesn't seem like a great person, but it also feels like he's got, I don't know. The story, I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Solo. Are you sure that's what happened? Like yeah, because you're a child. You know how kids do. They'll just like tell themselves something and decide the truth. And then one day you're 35 years old. And someone's like, actually, we never did fly in a balloon. I don't know why you thought that. And you, yeah, it, you have at least just like you and the great aunt. You're like, doo, doo, doo. Yeah. oh shit, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think that's it. But so she tells him she lays him down in the grass. This is a. I text you. I said, do you think Ayanna wants to fuck Shelby? And you I were said, like, no. no. And then today when you're watching, you go, oh my God. Well, part of it was that when she goes back to talk to Nephi, she talks about how she feels things in her body. She feels in her nipples. And she kind of does this shiver. Like, and I was like, Ayanna, what's... She is, so they're laying on the grass. Ayanna's sitting. Shelby's head is in her lap. Yes, they like she, they're on a picnic with lovers. Like, lovers she picnic. Is, cradling his head mm -hmm. he is sobbing she is literally holding him to her breast like yes. i'm i'm i would say bosom is actually the only appropriate word for this <laughs> like she has him cradled to her bosom as he sobs and she's like you are amazing i love you like <laughs> so part of the problem is that so ayanla is one of these women 
And I know because my mom's one of these women that believes women are better than men. But what happens, like more capable, more everything, but what happens that turns into misogyny, right? Yeah. At some point. It's not, it doesn't come from like a empowerment place. Right. And what happens is that then the expectation is more for you, right? Because men are dumb and they're weak and they can't handle anything. Um, Yeah. So if the man's fucking up, it's like, well, why isn't his wife taking care of him? And why isn't his wife doing X, Y, and Z? Why would you expect him to do anything? He's so like, they're worthless anyway. Why aren't you? You got to handle the shit yeah, because exactly. you expect that yeah. motherfucker. So it's a, it's on the surface. It can seem very, but it His slides not holding him down. Like for sure. Like, yeah, you need to be holding your husband down. If you're not like, you're the problem. And shoot. Like my mom says to me all the time that the reason men are weak is that women live in pain from the day they're born. She says that women are women throughout pain throughout your entire life you learn to handle things and men can't stand to be uncomfortable for more than a few minutes and women could like shoulder these things and i was like i don't want to shoulder and she's like you have to because and i'm like wait 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 wait. this started off fine (laughs) i don't want to shoulder anything (laughs) but that's so what she's doing is ayanla is talking to solo she is infantilizing him Mm -hmm. But we don't look, we don't see people doing that unless they're like in a sexual way. Like people are calling each other daddies, like, you know, and stuff. Yeah. There's also absolutely no empathy whatsoever extended towards Nephi. No. The horrific childhood she clearly had. Yeah. Nephi was raised by her grandparents because Frankie was was running the the street. Like Frankie, I don't want to say proud, but I, I might have to use proud. She was a proud crackhead. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. It is what and it is. That's poor Nephi was out on the streets herself by the time she's a teenager. Before she, she was 16, she ran away. Yeah, she had a she had a really hard childhood. I can only imagine what type of abuse she went through. And yet poor baby Shelby is just a victim, but Nephi is a ghetto bitch. Yeah. So here's the thing. The grandparents that raised Nephi also raised Frankie. Mm-hmm. I bet you, I bet you they talk about them like she's like, oh, they're pillars of society. Yeah, I bet well, you they were did. kind of restrict. Yeah, inflexible. I bet you they beat people. Oh, I, I bet know. you they um, slut shame you. All right. Yeah, the, all For these sure. things, and so the fact also, that I wouldn't be surprised to find out you you know the way people talk. Well, my grandmother was so loyal to my grandfather and they loved each other. But like what they're not saying is like granddaddy beat grandma. Like, oh, yeah, there's always that element of it, you know, where it's like or how my 25 year old friend just told me that her 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 grandmother was 15 when she got married and her grandfather was 30. Yeah. When and she... Okay. That that one's extra bad. But yeah, you hear about all the time. Like, well, well, my grandparents were only dating for three months when they met. She was 16. He was 27. And they've been married for 60 years. So what's the problem? Right. And she's <laughs> like, it was back in the day. And I was like, do you mean like 1980? Because you're 25. Your mom, also, like, your grandma's probably my mother's age. 15 was young to be getting married by like 1920. Yeah. Like, like, so what do you mean 1980? <laughs> that was just, no, that wasn't fine in 1980. Like, it was a problem. And she keeps trying to, like, my friend keeps trying to go to talk about other things. I'm like, no, 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 let's go back. How's your grandma? Is she okay? Because, like, it's, 
but shit like that. Um, yeah. So, but there's no empathy for Nephi because, and the other thing is, part of it is also attitude, right? Nephi oh, is confrontational. All, well, okay. And Shelby is in this episode, in the second episode, or the second season episode, he's fucking wild. He, I think in this episode, he's genuinely exhausted. I think you're so right. I think he's so fragile from his heart attack. I think he's like, just totally broken down. It's such a low point. Obviously, in the next season, he's like very much feeling himself and doesn't feel this way anymore. Yeah. But you're right. And look, like I've been thinking about this because like for a family reunion tomorrow for I'm going to talk about the rest of the season for Teen Mom and how everybody is so mad online that the cast is siding with Brie and not Ashley, even though they both kind of did the same bad thing. And I'm like, because people hate Ashley. Yeah. When you're mean to people, people will not be on your side, Tom even if you're in the right. That is the full, that is always how, yeah, Tom and Katie, for sure. That's always how it's going to be. People don't like mean people. Mm -hmm. And Nephi is fucking mean. She screams. She's confrontational. She refuses to take any sort of accountability. And I don't think Shelby's really taking accountability either. No. But he's doing it from that broke down place where you're like, oh, puppy. Yeah, I think puppy, if a young one okay? had yelled at Shelby, he would have, like, disintegrated. Oh, full stop and he's just like sitting there sobbing and nephew's like well i'm a grown woman <laughs> yeah i'm a grown woman i can do what i want as shelby's like well, we used to fist fight and she she hit me a lot and then you hear nephew being like he said what <laughs> what <laughs> like you hear her in the background screaming like what what did he just bring up like so yeah. it, like Ayama as a life coach or whatever she fucking bills herself as should be able to see past that right because she's not yeah. on Vanderpump Rules or Teen Mom she's supposed to be a professional but I I do agree with you that like if you're going into this situation like you're naturally gonna be nicer to Shelby than yeah. you are to Nephi you just but also are. that's so unfair because like Nephi is the way she is for a reason the same reason Shelby is why he is are the reasons that Nephi is the reason she is absolutely she's been I I can't imagine like she's been out in these streets since she was 15 years old yeah I can't imagine the shit she's been through hanging out with her mother who was a a drug addict yeah and do and Frankie would tell Frankie was doing anything like she's yeah. she wasn't one of those like she didn't, she, I, I'm not, she wasn't sitting at home singing gospel and also smoking crack. She was in the motherfucking well, streets. Uh, she's also has bipolar disorder that we find out in the next episode. She gets diagnosed with bipolar disorder and um will not be treated because she just doesn't want to be dependent <laughs> on those medicines for the rest of her life. She said, I don't have that. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to be hooked on those meds. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, are you still drinking? And she's like, I'm a grown woman. I'm going to have a drink or two if I want. <laughs> I am the rightfully says well i cannot treat that because i am not perfect and i was yeah, like thank god I can't you mentioned diagnose it. that yeah i liked i was glad that she said that but she I mean, she's a coach frankie is the way that she is because she has unmedicated and untreated bipolar disorder Nephew. she's an alcoholic she like she's going through it yeah she's going through it and, and I, I bet you that kid dying is not oh. is not just swept underneath the rug if you guys have been together 12 years, she, that kid died 12 years ago or maybe yeah. 13. Yeah. Also, um, I will say like Ayanla, nephew was lying to her and yes. she was showing up late and like not apologizing for it. Yes. And I do understand like once again, if you're about to start filming and Shelby is here being nice and polite, 
Nephi comes in a full hour later and is like, it was two and a half hours later. Oh, right. The next time is 45 minutes, but this time is two and a half hours later. And she didn't apologize when she got there, which is, that's wild to me. I'm a punctual person in general, but I can't imagine showing up two and a half, just the audacity to show up two and a half hours later without, like, I'd be on my phone. Like I'm five minutes away. I'm cut. You know what I mean? Like constantly in contact. That's that's not traffic. To pop up two and a half hours late and not be like sobbing because you're so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just be like, all right, where do you want me to stand? Like, <laughs> When I oversleep and I get to work like late, like an hour late, girl, nobody even wants to talk to me because I am distraught yes. until until the next day. <laughs> and they're like, it truly doesn't matter. And like, you're like, we didn't oh. even know you were late, princess. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the same way because there's, oftentimes nobody even at my office at all during the day <laughs> I could truly not be there I could be there nobody would ever know but like my ass is there at 8 30 and I leave at 5 30 and <laughs> like once my boss like popped in at five and I was like it's really good that I'm not somebody that like that I'm too scared of rules to like leave earlier than I'm supposed to yeah because like sometimes you do pop up at 5 15 and I'm not supposed to leave until 5 30 but I'll be like oh my god I'm late for work but like literally I don't see another person in my office the entire day yeah <laughs> but she's not like that it, I mean no. but the truth is like well she's probably drunk like you don't she or she at least she was drunk last night yeah probably hung yeah, over it's or she took a Xanax before she got walked in like the She's not coming from this at like a sober place of mind. Also, when does Nephi have to ever be on time? What job has Nephi worked if she has to be on time? Has Nephi ever had a job? I don't think so. That's not a reality TV show or like doing some shit for her sister or. You just come when you come. Yeah. When I was a freelancer, people would all, I'd always be like, why is everybody rushing everywhere? (laughs) I had no to where to be anytime. So. What did she say in the second season episode? Something about Nephi was like, well, I didn't like bring my suitcase. So I had to like, oh, because they wanted her at a hotel the night before. Yes. So I think so that they could just like start filming. And mm-hmm. she left the hotel and went home. And I almost like, why? And she goes, I forgot my suitcase. And I almost like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she said it was by the door, but I forgot it. She said, how many kids do you have? <laughs> yeah you mean to tell me you can't get a suitcase into your car and drive somewhere no nephi can't she can't well in the in the first in the first uh go around we find out that solo is the only person working which Mm -hmm. when he has that heart attack i imagine him being in the hospital being like i have got to go to work can you like if i don't go to work those kids are not eating yeah like we're living paycheck to paycheck homeless Yeah. yeah I cannot live. And so then he also does the majority of the cleaning. Yes, they're in a hotel. Right, but... right, right. Oh, right, right. No, no, no. But Nephi is mad because she doesn't get um wined and dined. But that's what he used to do at first. And right. that's what we find out. That Aliana's like, so you loved him for what he did. Because when they do tell that love story, she says, well, he got me flowers. I mean, he started mm-hmm. buying me things. He took me out. She never says she loves Solo. And I don't think I don't think she does love Solo. I don't, I don't even think, think Nephi capable. knows what love is. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she's she's an active alcoholic. And it also is crazy. Um, the idea of doing any sort of therapeutic services on someone that is in active addiction the way that Nephi is, is so laughable. Do you, you know what I Like, yeah. she's probably drunk on set. Uh, she's Liz, probably, right? What kind, 
what kind of aftercare do you think Ayanla has? Uh, her aftercare was, I'll give you a scholarship to my <laughs> she, she gets you on this show because, guys, the first episode ends while Nephi, while Ayanla is talking to to Nephi. They've got, they left the hotel. They're now in the Airbnb that she's, she's always in some rented mansion, mm-hmm. McMansion. And she, she, what she says to Solo is, can I take care of you for the next 12 hours? And I probably was music to his ears, right? He's doing all the cooking, the cleaning. Nephi mm-hmm. is basically like, give me money for alcohol, hurry up. And, and that was, pro- so she brings him over and then Nephi shows up and they're talking. And what happens is it ends because uh, someone in production comes and goes, he's in crisis. And she runs over, gets all up in his, he's like, he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's crying. She mm-hmm. says, what's going on? He's thinking about everything that happened that day. And I think a lot about how Ayanla gets you on this show okay. and get you to admit that you were raped or you were, some terrible thing happened to you. And then she like leaves like that Viola Davis meme. Like she gets her purse and she's out. I thought the same exact thing. This poor man is literally sitting on the floor crying, saying, I can't stop thinking about it. And she was thinking about what? And he said, what I told you earlier. And I was like, oh my God, he's, he's spiraling. Like he's having an episode. Like, and that's what's so dangerous about people like Ayama that they take them to these places and then don't know how to do any sort of actual care with them and that poor man is just so distraught and then like her solution is to be like has anybody told you that they loved you and i'm like i don't i don't think that's how you fix this but yeah like you don't she takes her clients clients whatever to the edge and then it's like he figure it out and then is like pretending like there's any and look i'm not saying that if you're an active addiction or alcoholism you shouldn't get like therapeutic services that's not what i'm saying but like to pretend like you can have actual like marriage counseling when one person person is an active alcoholic it's just not it's not possible no and i only did say she usually doesn't work with people with that like who are unmanaged bipolar disorder or Mm -hmm. or like an addiction because you're not you can't work with them you're the addiction is what is telling you what to do um but According to Nephi, she don't have an addiction. So, so don't worry about it. She doesn't have an addiction. She just she just likes to drink. Um, so basically, she tells Shelby she loves him. <laughs> and there's so much so, sexual chemistry. Yeah, it's just it's also it feels so inappropriate in this specific moment because he's I don't think it's necessarily inappropriate for Ayala to be like, hey, I love you. Like, to pe- like it's not real, but, like, I don't think it's necessarily always bad. But in this particular moment, he's having an absolute meltdown about, regarding, like, being molested as a child. And also he's feeling giving- like he couldn't save his sister from the right, same thing. Right, He's giving She's giving him physical attention in this motherly way, and he was molested by a woman a woman older than him and then being like i love you like his brain is not in a place to be like oh yeah she's just telling me she loves me because like she cares for me and that's like my friend you know what i mean like he i yeah i feel like that's a 
dangerous time to tell somebody somebody that you love them when they're like that Mm. vulnerable yeah because like he could take that and be like she loves me like she let me lay on her tits earlier yeah i i told you i was deeply uncomfortable with the way because i didn't it felt like i was watching a mother-son incest thing like i didn't it it was a lot of things happening and i didn't want to be watching it especially when he considered he was molested by a woman like yes yes it, yeah it's yeah. horrible yeah. um but what she finds out in that moment is that nephi has been lying nephi said because nephi was talking about how his, her mother and aunt have a uh have a foundation for women in transition now and he almost said you're in transition why did you transition? where the fuck is your family yeah, like what do you mean they got a homeless shelter and your ass isn't in it aren't you homeless <laughs> So she goes, no, we got to get a house by the end of the week. And she's lying because Solo has already, they've already discussed the fact that this person doesn't want to rent to them. And I'm sure this has to do with credit. It has to do with like, Nephew's credit isn't good. Solo's credit isn't good. She's also, as you've always talked about, they live in Atlanta and Atlanta's extremely small town for people that are famous. And everybody knows all the Atlanta famous people. And there's yeah. no way that anybody in Atlanta doesn't know who Nephew is. They don't That's want her true. ass there. That's true. They don't. They think she's gonna be filming there because yeah, they see Nefeteria. There's not another Nefeteria walking around. They're like, that's fucking Nephi from Frankie and Nephi. She can't come here. When she applied, they were like, Frankie's kid. Exactly. <laughs> like they're not. Also, like I love that they're kind of pretending that money isn't the issue. Except when Ayanla's like, so why aren't you in a new place? Like he goes, well, you know, Atlanta is a, is a hard place to like. It was like, because we can't fucking afford first, last, and security. Like, get out of here. We can't afford first, last, and security. Um, He's the only one working. But he did say that Nephi was out of town doing her thing. I was like, was she hosting a club? What year was this? Because. Not, I don't, this was like post club. This was 2017 or 18. You're right. It's so, what do you mean she's out of town doing her thing? What's her thing out of town? Actually, be, I feel like for because she's like a i mean she's not that much older but i feel like she taps into that like 90s crowd a Uh little more so i wonder if maybe she does do like club appearances for like 50 year old ladies yeah but they're gonna be like where's keisha well maybe keisha's there too keisha cole says that keisha needs a check i think keisha needs a check (laughs) not that she's her and booby broke up the the basketball player she was with because he wanted to rap yeah i think keisha needs a check but Keisha says BET didn't even really pay her. Like, still owes her money. You know, I mean, I don't have to tell you this, but every 90s R&B star or rapper needs a check because they all got royally fucked over in their contracts. Yeah, I got fucked over. Keisha should be on a Lovers and Friends tour. Of course she should. Like, but you know what? Keisha takes herself too seriously. When, like, she is a meme. When that DW author, author meme where everyone's like, She's singing Keisha Cole's song, Love. <laughs> so, like, but she doesn't like shit like that. Yeah, she should be goofing around a little more. And she doesn't. Like, Holly Berry doesn't take herself seriously. <laughs> Why like, are you? I, th- I saw um, a TikTok of Fantasia doing something real. Oh, she, she comes out on stage. She's wearing these YSL boots and she's like, okay, everybody, get your pictures. I'm looking good. These YSLs are amazing. I'm taking them off in five minutes because they hurt my feet. She so get your pictures foot. now. <laughs> and I was like, that's so fucking funny. Like I'm at a comedy show. I think Tony Braxton leans into it with her dancing. Yeah. Like, 
like you have to when you're kind of a over the hill star i hate to say it like that way but like you know what i like you well, have it's nothing to worse to like lean into what the internet thinks of you it's nothing worse than someone who's famous for something who doesn't want to interact with that thing anymore exactly it's like nini who thinks she's too good for her housewives yeah by the way guys i've been saying candace is nini candace is so good on the reads she's so sharp but she's stubborn she will always go too far she will never apologize do you she, think she's nini or do you think she's phaedra uh-uh i think she's nini okay mia's phaedra <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay okay the the, the way she although just... phaedra's much smarter than mia i don't know i think phaedra's a lot quicker than mia. maybe quicker you're right actually my husband like for christmas i was getting him a um a massage and he's like actually i saw this and i'm looking at it and it's a card from the chiropractic the joint uh-huh. and i said no 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 no. i i know she has friend they had franchises but i was like no baby i can't explain this to you but you can't go over there because <laughs> mia is we don't trust that we do not trust that place i don't know what's happening g's gonna be walking on your back no don't don't go but yeah, i guess you are right i feel i see what you mean by candace being a nini the only reason i say phaedra is because i feel like nini goes too far yes of course always but the way that Candace goes so far and it's such a cruel way feels very patriot to me. I feel like Nini would always, we'd be loving it, loving it, loving it. And then she'd say something homophobic. <laughs> and then we'd be like, Nini, you can't say that. She'd be like, she double down. She'd right? go, what? I can't say that Esslers are Esslers though? Yeah. yeah. What, exactly. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> right? And and if she could just be like, what do you mean? And someone goes, you don't say that. And she go, oh, I didn't know. We don't say that. Okay, I won't say that. Something crazy when Nadia and I rewatched like season five. I don't remember what it was, but we were both like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> like something wildly crazy homophobic. But yeah, she'd always be like, she's like the gays very much. Yeah. And like that dwindling uterus comment. I see. Pretty... I thought that was Phaedra because remember when Phaedra told Kenya that like your your dusty eggs are like never gonna have well, a baby. Phaedra loved to fertility shame people, but yeah. Uh, I mean, we all have dwindling uteruses, by the way, <laughs> including you, girly Candace, who's trying to freeze your eggs now because like you're worried about in two years it's gonna be too late. Like what that, are you talking that's, about? When she said that that is the nature of a uterus like you're literally but like also one of your storylines this season was literally freezing your eggs and saying you wish you had done it sooner because your eggs are older already like but the thing is this is why i think she's like nini she she did not rehearse that read no oh yeah and i bet phaedra does phaedra that when she talked about kenya that day she rehearsed that shit in the mirror so many times probably wrote that for her (laughs) but that's a thing that the housewives do they get writers of course but i don't think anybody writes candace's reads she says it in the moment and i think if she had thought about that backstage she would have been like actually isn't my storyline this oh i don't want to say that she actually you know why that like somebody like uh candace can do it naturally and phaedra didn't because Phaedra is a mom that like loves her so much and is like obsessed with her and Candace does not. (laughs) Candace has a very mean mom who Candace had to learn to be quick on her feet as a child. Absolutely. I always say my mom like my mom's like so different now at 60 almost 63 than she was at 23. I was like thank god you weren't nice back then or I wouldn't be funny. (laughs) I'd just be like some normal person and what what did I do then? (laughs) Yeah so um 
what they oh she's lying about the house so she's lying about that and that's all Ayala needs to come back and be like why are you lying to me yeah and so the second day she shows up late um she Ayala pulls up her social media (laughs) bragging about getting her hair done well and she's like you want to be a reality star and Nuffy's like no I don't and she goes so why did you post about getting ready to be on set on your Instagram because this is a set (laughs) right like which i was like because she's going on set like what are you talking about she's going on set babe and you have your makeup done she needs to want to be a reality tv star so that you can have people come on your show and this isn't the type of show where you show up and they put you in makeup this isn't the today show no 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 no. so like budget for that are you kidding me yeah so like she's getting camera ready and she probably absolutely did not pay that person that did her stuff no that man has an iou and you know like he's like five years later he's like you know nephew never fucking paid <laughs> of course she did nephew doesn't even have a home babe <laughs> so ayala says something that's very funny to me i don't every now and then she says something that makes me laugh really fucking hard she's funny she, she is she's funny she said and like hurting like literally hurting people but she's funny <laughs> she said you need to go in the mirror and slap the first person that shows up and <laughs> i mean did you not tackle when she called Nephi a gutter sniper like, she called her a gutter snipe she called did she call her a nasty bitch yeah she called her a ghetto nasty bitch i'm pretty sure well remember okay so while she's doing this while they're having oh, oh but it's okay because because talking to Nephi, not nefeteria right she said this is Nephi, and Nephi is is a gutter snipe gutter snipe nasty bitch but not nefeteria and why did she why did ayana feel free to say this because when shelby comes out he tells her that she reminds him of her mother which should be anybody should know that he you remind him of his mother that's why you felt like obvious if you had like i didn't i wouldn't have to watch an ounce of this show just hear that story of how they met and i'd be like yeah that's his mom he's exactly with a mother like that would in that get into that situation in the first place and even in even in the best of relationships what it is is that you are attracted to some like thing that maybe your father showed you and that's a thing that you find in common with this mate like that's even in good relationships it's not So, first of all, it's only an insult because his mother's so terrible. That's what the insult is about. But because she said, are you fucking for real? Are you kidding me? Ayanla felt like, as a Black woman, telling a Black man, are you for real? Yeah, when she, I was like, huh? I was like, I'm a Black woman. I say be fucking for real. Is that How did we get, like, yeah, I was a little confused i think also like i think nephew was genuinely shocked by that information of her reminding him of his mother because i think she knows what a bad mom i like i i i think that she didn't know that because she's like she turns around like what yeah because and she says solo's aggressive with his mom and i was like yeah because he hates his mom and he hates you too like he does take care of her he does he's like he's like a classic codependent yeah i was gonna say he takes care of her out of like this weird sense of hate like yeah and he hates all of it he blames you like he will he'll literally wipe your ass and then be mad at you for letting him do it yeah oh absolutely 
So he hates her. And I said, that's why he's aggressive with his mom. And that's why he's aggressive with you. Because even though he says that he's living for you, he'll do anything for you. You don't have to work, all this stuff. When you don't, he's like, exactly. Because I knew you weren't. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's how the gutter snipe and the nasty bitch and all that, that's how that happens. And Nephi gets up to leave. Mm -hmm. And Ayala's like, you ain't never been called a bitch before. I'm like, Ayala, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just like, like her, the, the absolute, like the fact when she's like, she's like, I'm not speaking about Nefetiria. <laughs> so this is oh, like, we're crazy for being like, oh my God, don't call her a bitch. And she's like, um, hello, Nephi's a bitch. And she's been called Nephi since she was probably born that girl's been called nephew since the first day of her life are you kidding me yeah and you're like well i'm not talking to the that's not you right so <laughs> i just found and she was like overly aggressive for no reason nephew walks off um and she's and basically ayanla continues to talk shit with her new man about, <laughs> about it, really is, it really is like a, a a new relationship who's too into the drama of his ex and like being yeah. like, baby, we gotta go to court. We gotta yeah. go to court to get those kids. Like, yeah. She that was exactly what that was. And he says he wants his marriage, he wants his wife, because she's walking off. And Ayala says, the marriage is causing you death. Right. <laughs> like because she she just will not stop repeating that nephew is going to kill Shelby. Yeah, no response. But uh nephew ends up coming back, and I think it's because she needs to be paid. Right? Yeah, they were probably like, <laughs> "You see this contract, honey? Yeah, we have like, a walk-off clause. Uh huh. And we don't give that second check. You know, we get we don't get the second check until after. It's like yeah. so you won't get it. So, and she's like, "Ah, shit. Let me walk on back." For sure. And they they just talk about like Ayanla is Ayanla is absolutely respectability politics personified, right? Yes. And so she believes that Nephi, like Ayala does not believe Nephi deserves someone to love her, to be honest. No. Because she says, this man, take care of you and your four kids. I mean, well, he said, they're married. She's Those disgusted. are his four kids too. She's disgusted by any man that's willing to take care of somebody else's kids. Yeah. She thinks it's pathetic. I know. And like, she thinks that Nephi should be uh worshiping the ground he's walking on like so, so grateful because no one yeah. wants this yeah like that somebody actually like decided to look her way she needs to worship him for the rest of her life yeah she she thinks nephew's less than yeah for sure and i i just like you said i think she sees nephew she sees herself in nephew and i think she believes that about herself too yeah probably yeah so you know they at the end of the first two episodes, they get them to talking like a couple, which is probably what they thought was happening there. And we find out that Solo's problem with Nephi is the anger and the drinking, right? He doesn't want to fight someone. And she's really mad about this because she's like, that happened in the past before <laughs> we got married. Why would he say I hit him? I mean, I did hit him. But it was a lot, not yesterday. That was really, that was, I was really laughing at that. She's like, I just don't understand why he keeps bringing it up. And Yaron was like, did you punch him? And she goes, in the past. <laughs> God. 
Like, she's like, what? Yeah, I told you I did, but it doesn't matter. I used to fist fight him. So like, why do we keep talking? Why are y'all bringing up old shit? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it was actually, she, according to Nephi, she thinks it was five. Like, so before they got married, like five years ago. But uh, truth- I don't believe that for one second because yeah. they got into some sort of brawl in which Solo had to defend his wife. Like, come on. That that woman is a blackout drunk. Like, are you kidding me? They fight. She, You know she what? Fights, she's probably... She fights she, other people. She probably fights those kids. She fights him. Like, she fights. I think she's probably so fun, like, two drinks in. Oh, my God. She's so fun at the beginning of the party. You pull up. <laughs> Nephi's in a good mood. We're dancing. We're eating. We're having fun. Somebody get a cigarette. Pass the blunt. We're having fun. And then suddenly you see her fucking head cock. And you're like, <laughs> fuck. Here and come the police. See it. You just <laughs> see her head go, what did she just say? <laughs> I know she didn't just say that. Did she? And you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then suddenly there is a brawl in which you are evicted from your home for. She's Out of a- your nice Memorial Day weekend cookout. Like your family's having a lovely barbecue. You've been dancing. You're having some wonderful burgers and ribs. And suddenly Nephi cocks that little head of hers with a cigarette and a Hennessy in her hand and is swinging two minutes later. Yeah. I've seen it a million times. I have too. I have relatives like this. We, when we talked about Shots of Sunset, we talked about how they are so fun to go out. We want to eat with them because they order everything. Oh, all we, I want to do is go out with MJ and have her order, or MJ and Asa and have them order the whole menu for me. Mike has never been attracted to me except for when he was like, give me three of these, two of these. <laughs> I was like, yes, they bring Mike. you a gift. Like, please. <laughs> yes. But we said, t- we said, you you gotta leave early. You gotta yeah. eat and then you gotta go because you can't be there after a certain hour because yeah. then people are throwing bottles. It's got the worst thing about Nephi is that she gets there three hours before everybody else. <laughs> yeah. We're you're you not think quite you're drunk. like, all right, I'm gonna be leaving by seven because you know, uncle gets like this and cousin gets like this. Yeah, but at 4 30, Nephi is turn up. And you're like, damn. Yeah. Girl's not even dark yet. <laughs> it, no, literally, it's absolutely not dark by the time Nephi starts going off. Yeah. And you know, a lot of leases, um, I don't know if they're an apartment or what, but like a complex or what, but a lot of times people evict you if the co- they can evict you. The yeah. Complex. If the cops are called on imagine they were in some sort of complex. Yeah. And that's it. You're done. Like, yeah. And the neighbors, I mean, and also like, I had, I, I, I cannot believe we didn't. When he said I was defending my wife, I'm like, tell me more. Who did you fight with? Yeah, who was it? Oh my um, God. You know, their whole life is I'm just being out and net. You know what she's like? Renee. Oh my God. Renee. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. This is why we are friends. Because if this is not Renee walking up to some man and saying, I'm going to call my ex-husband. And he's going to come here and he's going to smash your fucking face. Junior! <laughs> and then she gets on the phone with Junior and she says, Junior, this man just tried to hit me. Even though Junior, even though this man's like on the other side of <laughs> the parking lot being like, hey, Renee. And she's like, you will never guess what this man did. And then Junior has to come and fight some man. And as soon as he starts fighting, Renee's like, Junior, it's fine. Don't fight him. You're like, you called him here to fight him. It is so, Renee, that's so fucking funny. 
because I bet that is what it's, happens. Nephi what like happens. pops off at some man, and then and then Solo has to fight that man. And again, I can't stress this enough. Solo is the sole breadwinner. He cannot go to jail. Okay? No. <laughs> I'm like really conscious of the idea of like being married to a black man, having black sons, and being like, I will never put you in a position where well, it's like Jen Shaw. Like I'm I'm never gonna do that to you. Like watching Jen Shaw's kids, the cops running on them and like walk him like yeah, and she was acting like she that just like magically happened. Yeah, she's like, I can't believe it. Yeah, it happened because of you, girl. Yeah. Because you but, had your black sons being held up by gunpoint oh by God. the fucking SWAT team, Jen. And while your neighbors are outside and you're outside like sitting on the curb. Your wait, while you're the only person of color they've ever met anyway. Yeah. And they can't move. The, like your son sitting on this, he can't move because God forbid someone shoot him. But like I never put my husband in a position yeah. like that. I would never ask him to fight for someone. I always am like, I'd rather not have well, my. Well, you would fight for your husband. Actually. Everybody knows and that. Have. I have. I'll do it a fucking again. Do your not... husband, the one that's like, Princess, please. I'm like, <laughs> no, go. no, no. What the fuck did she say? Please. What did she say to you? Listen, <laughs> this is the best. I, I am. I definitely have gotten the brawls over him, but mostly because I felt like. I did not want him to be, in this. and I was like, "I'll take it. Don't worry." You want this was also like pre kids. Oh no, like, I don't like pre dependent. Like, there's like, actually a guy down the road who's been threatening children in the neighborhood with a gun. He says what? he has a gun. He's gonna call the police on them. Um, Just like my kids and running around. Yeah, and and this is a guy who has all these signs on his fence please. about how people are shit taking their dogs are taking shits in his yard it's too much is going on but my two older sons play with like four or five little black boys down that area and my kids were walking past and he was like i told you not to come back here and i'm like he he thinks you're one of these other little boys i don't know what fucking happened but don't go down there and yeah. then they were talking about it and i was like we're not gonna talk about this for your dad because I will do everything in my power to keep him from going down there. Someone's already called the police. Mm-hmm. We don't live over that area. Let's just mm-hmm. not go there. Yeah. I I want to de-escalate. I know how things happen. In the, like, people die in fights. Yeah. Especially, like, neighbor fights. Like, that's a not uncommon. Yeah. I live in Texas. Everybody's got yeah, a okay. gun. I told you guys my dog has a gun. Everybody's got a gun. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> brandishing a weapon all the time. They give them out at HEB. So yeah. like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of that sort of thing. So like, yeah, I would never get rowdy with someone and then expect my husband or my children or anybody to come and like, come defend me because we could, this could be the end of our, all of our lives. Yeah. And what are we going to do then? Yeah, and for sure. And I, Nuffy doesn't think like that at all, but also like, you're not a drunk. No, I'm not. And so like, she's not thinking of what happens next, no. but no, 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 no. Ne- One of the things that really bothered Nephi is it felt like it was all about uh, Shelby. And Ayala smiles this wolf smile at her and goes, it is. I'm like, <laughs> By the way, isn't it crazy, like not not to pile on Nephi, that she seemed to not care whatsoever that her husband had a heart attack? <laughs> like, she didn't care. When he was he in was crisis, like, when production showed them, like he's in crisis. And Ayala gets up and runs uh, to him, Nephi's just like, like sitting there looking car? around. <laughs> Can someone get me a drink? 
Okay, I almost she's... like, what do you mean you had a tar- heart attack? And Effie's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, here goes the heart attack thing again. And in the return episode, he had bleeding ulcers. Okay. When he said that, I was like, is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> he, the sec- the return episode in the next season is so weird because Shelby is no longer tired and has decided he's not going to be with Nephi anymore. And so he just will like randomly walk into the room and start screaming at yeah. her. And oh, it's really gosh. interesting because it's Ayanla's like, where's my baby? Like, yes. Ayanla's <laughs> not happy with this because uh, Shelby starts. <laughs> Sorry, this is so bad. Me and Ayanla were on the same page with this one when our eyes bulged out of our heads <laughs> when Shelby starts screaming. I'm free, Massa. I'm not <laughs> in slavery anymore. I'm free. He's screaming it over and over again. I'm like, oh my God. Where is the man who was crying on the bosom? <laughs> well, is this wrong of me to be like, he's probably on Coke. <laughs> is this wrong of that me? That was big Coke energy. Oh, right? No, that was because it was so different than what he was like before. Yeah, he, was he like, just. It was performing almost. So it probably was Coke. And Ayala was. You know what? And she did suck up for Nephi there. Well, she, she did. suck up for black women. So like not too much for Nephi, but she was like, you will not say that to a black woman in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I am love. Yeah. I, I, I found that like, I think Ayanla was annoyed with him, especially when she went out to talk to him. And he was, and she was like, "Look at me," and he's like, "I don't want to right now." <laughs> yes, no. Well, she, what she want? Like, she likes a sad Shelby. She wants to cradle Shelby. She loves a Shelby that like wants to snuggle up on her and wants to cry and be vulnerable. Like that's what she loves. She doesn't want a, an aggressive man. Mm. You know what we forgot to talk to. about? Hmm. And and the end of the first part there she's like i love you all of me loves me all this body loves you without this hair and these lashes and everything and they both and ayanla and shelby go take them off to nephi and i'm like why does she have to take off her fucking makeup and her she can't take that quick weave off because it's glued to her head you know how much money she paid to look like that well how much she, she should have been paid yeah <laughs> <laughs> she has not paid off those lashes yet <laughs> She just took those lashes off. And I was like, she's like, I'm trying to get three days of wear out of these. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was like, this is unnecessary. Nobody else has taken off their makeup. Why does she have to? Well, and it was, I mean, it really is very like massage noir. You know what? Like to be like this black woman needs to take off the fake hair and the fake nails and the eyelashes, like in a way that you just would never speak to a white woman that way and ask her to do that. Like, because if a white woman's doing it, she's like taking care of herself. And if a black woman does it, she's trash. Yeah. And, like, if a white woman does it, she's um she's, she's trendy. And yeah, if- well, and she she's keeping herself up for her husband. And like she's taking care of herself. And look at her. She's bounced back and she still has her body. And it's all compliments. And it's like she cares enough to go get her hair done. And like, even yeah. though the white woman will have fake eyelashes, fake nails, fake hair, she would never be told to take them off the right. way that a black woman would because the black woman's fake, fucking fake mm-hmm. you're fake and you're trashy for that you know so today when i went to go see the doctor i i always choose a black woman doctor and if mm-hmm. not it goes black woman black man anybody else of any other color white woman white man that's, that's sure. what i'll choose and, and people always are like that's really racist of you and i'm like first of all it's not the, the difference is that white people when you go to a provider a medical provider 
almost always you're presented with a white person. Almost always. It's you well, gamble on it and it's just easier for you to win. It's and also it's I, I not it's we know for a fact studies show that black people receive worse medical care than anybody else and we know that it's like not just like like so we know that it and they have worse health statistics and we yeah. know that it's not just like some weird america like so what i'm trying to say is so like they've done studies where like african immigrants who moved to the united states their children like receive like their standard of care goes significantly down and their health goes significantly down from their parents yeah. because of like the american medical system and the way that we treat black people yeah. in the american medical system especially black women i mean god forbid if you're a black woman that's pregnant like oh my goodness will you get out alive is the question yeah. Yeah, right. so I think anybody who says anything to you about that should read it's so book. stupid. But I, I was like, I, you guys have to understand. There's a shorthand, right? First of all, she's probably gonna believe me. Yeah. Also, I looked at her name. I was like, she's Haitian. I can tell that right now. I'm going, and she was an old Haitian lady, and I was like, I know exactly what I'm dealing with here, and we vibed right the fuck away. And mm. there's just a shorthand, but from the perspective, like it just. It's treated differently. So me looking for someone who looks like me is racist. But the fact that a white woman gets someone who who looks like her most of the time isn't. No. Yeah. And, and whenever someone goes, what if I did that? I'm like, you do do that. People do that all the time. Yeah. Why are you what ifing a system that's already in place? Yeah. It just, you get treated differently. There is something gross about the way you guys won't let Nephi have her quick weave. But yeah. it it's inappropriate, or or it's or it's it's stopping her healing. Well, is it? Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know. So that's what happened. So when they come back for the next episode, so originally they were like, "We go." It ends with like, "We're gonna be together. We so in love." And then the text comes on the screen and goes, "They're not together. They're not so in love." And so <laughs> then they when they do the return, nephew's one of those thin fat people. Mm -hmm. she like i think people yeah, who, if you exactly ask you she'd be like yeah. nephi's bigger but i don't think she is she's not she's really not she's kind of like phaedra in that way yeah yeah Where you're like actually you're 140 pounds like yeah. at most you're not bigger than a size eight yeah she has a big chest yeah and so well but, she's so like shorter so i think she's kind of like boxier like yeah yeah so when she comes back she i was thinking that she looked remarkably thinner um and they just they're they're in the same spot except they're not together but they're still living together and i want to point out that solo talks about or shelby talks about living with her like well he's just trying to make sure his kid goes to school and this and this for the kids and i'm thinking to myself shelby why are you acting like if you move out you're never gonna see them kids again is that your plan is that is that because I don't know. He he talks about being like so involved in the children's lives, but he's speaking. And I, and I know there are people that will be like, well, Nephew will probably keep him from them. I don't know if Nephew keeps her kids, guys. So <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not so sure Nephew, Nephew controls things that way. No, I think if, if, I, think if Nephew, I think if someone's like, do you want to send the kids over here? It doesn't really matter who they are. Is if you, say, if, yeah. in fact, if you come pick them up, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, she said, where are those kids? 
<laughs> so, but it seemed like, because, you know, when his son died, he talked about how he felt like he wasn't a good father. First of all, it's very hard to be a good father. 12 yeah, I was going to say, he, he definitely wasn't, which is not his fault. <laughs> and I there's all this guilt about that. And that seems to, like, kind of come out in the way that he he really rides for these kids. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, to, to be honest, he's not doing anything any parent shouldn't do. But because he's a man, he's going to get a little bit more credit, right? Yeah. So they're living together. They're they're breaking up, <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> Nephi has been talking to a friend in California. This is so fucking funny. Nephi has never been single a day in her fucking life. <laughs> no, 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 no. She usually has two to three boyfriends. Yeah. So she said he. She's talking loudly on the phone, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Solo hears her. Shelby hears her. Hears her, and she's saying that like. She wanted to suck that dude's dick. And he she tells Ayanla that when someone gives her attention, it makes her want to suck their dicks. Yes. She because Ayanla's like, so why'd you want to suck his dick? And she's like, Well, he gives me attention. She goes, Oh, so if a guy gives you attention, you want to suck his dick? And she goes, Yeah. If he gives me a lot of attention, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but the thing is, Nephi's not lying. No. <laughs> Shelby, that's how you got her. Yeah. You gave her some fucking attention. Uh-huh. I just, it's so sad that she's like 38 years old and this is still like an issue. And, and not that I think you grew up, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know it is sad. 38 is a little long in the tooth to still not have figured out that like you got some fucking issues and anyone that looks at you, you're like, okay, I guess I'll go with that one yeah you've got too many kids you've lived too long to and it's like that she's so aware of it is wild she's like well yeah he gave me attention so i'm gonna suck his dick like that's what you do i'm not sure why you're confused yeah but no one's ever given nephew attention probably i know it's sad it's very sad and this is when she tells us she they she went to get counseling they diagnosed her bipolar right but she don't have that don't worry about that (laughs) Well, she went to like a, a full like facility yeah. type of place that she's like, well, they treat substance abuse and they treat like other things. And they said, I'm an alcoholic and then I have bipolar disorder. But, you know, oh, also we meant to, I meant to mention at the end of like the first series of episodes they are like, Nephi's still drinking, but she's cut back to four drinks a day. I'm mm. like, mm, okay. And Ayama's uh, aftercare treatment for Shelby was two appointments at a holistic doctor. Oh my god! It's like two. Oh my god! Dar like minimal, not like a year of appointments. We're gonna send you. She's like, you'll have two appointments. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then, as I said earlier, she offered Nephi a a scholarship to her conference (laughs) so that Nephi could be with other women doing the work. She, if Nephi went, which I know she didn't, she would have had a fight there. Oh my, are you kidding me? On the first night, she would have punched him in the face. The minute that somebody in group therapy bucked up to her, are you kidding me? Yeah. A minute, the minute someone, not even bucked up to her, bumped into her. Actually, she wouldn't have even gone in because they would have said, you can't bring alcohol. And she said, <laughs> so you're telling a grown woman that she can't have a drink? That's what you're saying. A grown woman can't drink. <laughs> yeah yeah you and so own my body 
<laughs> so the the return episode is more Maury when they're doing the interview. We're explaining yeah. they so sound like those bad kids that went on Maury. Yeah, that would be like weird. That the whole thing. would be like I I sleep with my mama's boyfriend because he bought me a hot dog and I do it again like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird and so. They're all, they're a thousand times more accurate. And what they, I'm activated, excuse me. And what they kind of come to is that they need to let each other go. Yeah. Peacefully. I don't think it happened peacefully because when they talk about what happened at the end, basically Solo, Shelly has moved out. And well, first of all, they are both saying different things. He says he's moved out. He has filed for divorce. Uh, Nephi is still drinking. Nephi says she doesn't drink. He still lives there and he won't sign the divorce papers, not her. Because they keep saying, according to Shelby, according to literally, they're saying opposite things. So somebody's fucking lying. Uh, And I mean, we're supposed to think it's Nephi. Well, they did call her a liar and a drunk. So (laughs) all episodes. A gutter snipe. Yeah. And a gutter snipe. I mean, what a. It was cr- the amount of times Ayama called her ghetto is crazy. Again, Ayama is like very much from the school of pull your pants up. And I was going to say it's very Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby before we realized Bill Cosby been running around. Well, we always knew this. He was he was Teflon Don. He was a Teflon Don for a long time. I mean, he like yeah, raped someone like at Temple. Literally a joke in Thirty Rock from yeah. season two, I think, possibly even season one because it's a Josh joke. So that's definitely season one or two in which he's pretending to be bill cosby and calls tracy and tracy screams you know what you did to my aunt bill (laughs) (laughs) i was just recording with stas uh the other day and we were talking about how fucking funny 30 rock was and how tina fey is on her way i mean she's they're done with tina fey they're over tina fey but i want people to stop pretending that in 2010, you didn't think Tina Fey was funny. 30 Rock is still my favorite show. <laughs> like, yeah. it, there's so much wrong with it, but it is still so fucking funny. It's so fast. Like, just how fast the jokes oh, move. So fast. It's so, like, I just will, like, 30 Rock lines will pop into my head. Like, one I think about all the time is when Tracy decides he's going to, like, be good at his job. And he goes... You know, seven thirty is pretty good. They have everything in the morning, <laughs> and then he just walks away. Like they got TV, newspapers, coffee. Like you thought I didn't start till noon. <laughs> yeah, or I actually, and I sing to my uh, nieces all the time. Brush your teeth, brush your teeth before you go to bed. You gotta brush your teeth. From when Tracy was a child star, and he goes, he steps on the guy's foot. And he goes, "Sorry, man, I'm pretty drunk." He's <laughs> like a ten year old. <laughs> I love those episodes, and I specifically we're talking about the episode where. Alec Baldwin is pretending to be Tracy's mama and daddy. Oh, and God. that scene is so fucking funny. It's Alec Baldwin is all right in real life is whatever. But but I mean, on the show, he's so good. Fuck on that show. He's so fucking funny. And when he was doing those voices, I was like, Alec Baldwin does a pretty good black man voice. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I am so good at telling what race someone is on the phone because when I was little, my mom would have me answer the phone and tell right. me if it was a white person. And, and then if it was a white she person, talk to white people. Right? Yep, she would go tell them because that's a bill collector, bitch. And <laughs> my mom had a friend named Tina, and she was white. And she'd be like, 
it's me, Tina. Tell your mom it's me. I know I'm white. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Tina. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm so good at this. And if Alec Baldwin called me with that voice, he would have got me. <laughs> oh also, like, Alaria is a 30 Rock sketch. Oh my fucking God, she is. Do you, th- can I ask you, uh-huh. like, everyone knows about Ilaria. I mean, people have known yeah. about her for a long time, but it's gone mainstream. Time. Yeah. Right? Much like Bill Cosby, we knew for quite a while, and then one random person tweeted it, and suddenly it goes everywhere. No, uh, one, one guy happens. said it in his comic set, and then that... Well, that's what happened with Bill Cosby, but that was because that was, um, what's his face? You, I, we know exactly who we're talking about. Hannibal now he's afraid Burris, someone's gonna Hannibal, kill him. Who was on 30 Rock, but... Um, yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, somebody like tweeted about Ilaria. Yeah, they just did like a couple of tweets about Ilaria and it became mainstream like everybody fucking knows there's nobody who yeah. doesn't know it's just okay goes like do you think and like Alex's other daughter the one that he called the piglet mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you, you little pig mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not funny guys that's a that's verbally abusive I find it so funny that like no one thinks about that and then he blamed Kim Basinger he said well this is what happens when there's parental alienation. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So she was defending Ilaria. Uh-huh. And I I wonder, does the does like the family, like does Stephen Baldwin go, uh-huh. you know, so, just lying, right? <laughs> uh, so China has also de- China Bald China Phillips, yeah. who is married to Stephen, right? Or Daniel. Uh, Daniel. She's married to Daniel because Stephen is Haley's dad. Yes. So China is, I believe, married to Daniel. Um, no, Daniel's the fat one. I'm sorry. That's what he was called in the 90s, guys. I apologize. She's married to the hot one. Yeah. That she's was in married, Sliver. She's married to the hot one. That's not Haley's dad. Um, yeah. But I was, because I was looking up something about China the other day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, my sister-in-law is a lovely person. She's amazing. Like, everybody needs to stop bullying her. I think the family knows. I think the Okay, first of all, these are fucking lunatic Hollywood people. You know, they're very Absolutely. Hollywood weird, if you will. So I think that there's a tolerance level of like people being fucking weird beyond that, like the everyday person experiences. Like, true. I, I, I think that actors in general are just very bizarre. Um, you know that these people are on set with method actors who like stay in character all. The- I think they have a higher tolerance for it. And I You're think right. that she is genuinely nice honestly like i i've always i've never heard like bad things about her personally right so when you're in her presence besides the fact that she's lying people seem to really like her so i think for them it's kind of like i think they think of her as eccentric and they're like Mm. whatever like who really cares but i think it's like whatever she lied about it but she's not hurting her she's like that yeah she's not hurting anyone she's so funny she's so nice she's a she gives great mom. gifts yeah she go- oh my god she gives the best gifts she gives me free pilates lessons mm-hmm. like i think that it's just one of those things where they probably all know that it's that she's lying and they kind of laugh about it but i think that they're just like whatever i yeah. we're just gonna choose to like not acknowledge this and guys, China China's married to Billy Baldwin. Please do not message me. Billy. Billy Baldwin. Bill, are there four? There's four. Alex the listen, right. in terms Alec of hotness. Alex his youngest is guys. Hotness, for sure. He, he was so fucking beautiful. Alec, then it goes Billy. 
Billy Steven. was on 30 Rock playing a hotter version of Jack in the Lifetime movie of uh, Avery. Yes. Steven is the, the weird religious one now that births Haley. Yes. And, well, he didn't birth her, but you know. And yeah. Daniel's the addict and the right. one they used to call the fat one in the 90s. Right, I apologize. Right. And that's also, that um, Billy is also religious because China is the, you remember that TikTok sound? Holy spirit, activate. That was China Bob or China <laughs> Phillips on Family Feud. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God. <laughs> okay, well, her. that makes sense too. Yeah, Think about so, China's background. Yeah. Are you kidding me? She's yeah. John and Michelle Phillips' daughter. Like, <sighs> no doy. And so I also think that there is that element that, like, I think that China, Billy, Stephen, and his wife are all Christians and born again Christians and, like, pretty fervent born again Christians. And so yeah. I think for them, that they probably are genuinely like who really cares about Ilaria lying like we love Christ like Christ forgives all like I think they're those type of people mm. but I want to know what the people who work in their home say oh. like like when they're out and they're like just talking in the kitchen oh I'm sure they're like she's fucking crazy but look they pay well she's nice yeah like it's I a recession nice, I think when you're nice to people you can get away with a lot it's and absolutely I think Ilaria true. is very nice to people and is good at keeping people around her liking her and also remember that bad vegan woman who her sliding doors <laughs> moment was <laughs> and i actually don't know which would have been worse for her the guy <laughs> the guy was that was like again i've Elizabeth... forgotten her name like Sam sarma Sarma. And the dog's name was Leon. I remember that. Because this was all for Leon. The way she was like, and look, Alec Baldwin hit on me, and then I wasn't there the next night. And you know who was? Alaria. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't mean you were going to marry him. (laughs) Uh, It's possible, though, at that time. You know, what do they say on Sex in the City? These men, they just put on their... They just put on their... And they're like, I'm ready. And it really, as long as you fit within a certain amount, this is when we watch shows like The Bachelor, Married at First Sight, what happens? These dudes put on their light. That's what happened. Yeah. You're, that's it. It's 100% true. All right. Do we have anything else to say about Nephi and Shelby besides the fact that I am so happy they got away from each other? <laughs> so happy. Um, No, I don't. Ayanla is very funny in these episodes. She's yeah. so mean, but very funny. But I got to ask you, because she, in this, she's done, in, in my series, mm-hmm. she's fixed one person, but that's because they weren't broken in the first place. That was Mallory, <laughs> Cynthia's sister. Um, right. Mallory was just like, I just don't really like Peter. <laughs> <laughs> she was, basically, she was getting divorced. And Ayala was like, you're you're going to get a divorce. And she's like, really? And yeah. She's that's like, all that happened. She's like, I mean, I, I love Cynthia. And I see that Peter's a loser who's stealing all her money. Yeah. Like, I that's it that's that's, it. that's really it so there was nothing to fix the other four ayala definitely didn't fix shit do you no. think she fixed any lives in this episode <laughs> or do you think yeah. it's unfixable because i cafeteria <laughs> walked out of there and said i'm no longer <laughs> i'm no longer a ghetto dumb bitch <laughs> sniper i am nefeteria now i am calm i'm cool i'm collected no, because then in like 2020, so like two years after the second series aired, she was like going on podcasts being like, Ayanla ruined my life. 
It's like, girl, please. You spent four yeah. days with Ayanla. Because <laughs> they're two-day shoots. She's like, she made it worse. And I'm like, probably not. I don't know. It seemed pretty bad. You guys were living yeah, in a hotel exactly. room fist fighting like, each other. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think she, I think it's rare that Ayanla makes it worse because I think that you have to be in such a low part of your life and care so little about everything to agree to go on this show. Yeah. that I don't really think there's much that she can do that really like rocks anybody's world, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I might call this one a tie for her because who was going to fix them? Who? Nobody. You know what though? They did agree to get divorced on her show. That's true. And getting oh. divorced is the right thing to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think a tie is fair. Yeah. Liz, can you tell the people where to find you? Sure. If you like the show Teen Mom, yes, it's on the air. Can you even believe it? No. There is a podcast called Feathers in My Hair that I do every week and I talk about Teen Mom. And um, like this week, I'm going to go over the rest of the season of the team on family reunion but the show is off right now so i'm recapping old episodes as princess and i were talking about and then i have a patreon podcast called liz explains you go to patreon.com slash liz explains and i talk about everything i did an episode on one of princess and i's favorites today jeff lewis i listened Um, to it love 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 jeff lewis this upcoming week i believe i'm gonna do an episode on the sarah lawrence hulu show so basically like everything princess talks about i talk about too (laughs) Yes. So if, so if you're like, listening to this, you're gonna like whatever Liz is talking about. Yeah. It if there's a world in which anybody who listens to the show hasn't listened to my podcast yet, I would say genuinely give it a shot because we Princess and I like all the same things, except yep. for like my six hundred pound life. Blech. Okay, so you and I disagree on two things. Well, a few things, but the main two things we disagree on is whether or not a child's allowed to read while they're walking. <laughs> and no you, i don't like dilly daddler <laughs> you don't like dilly daddle you a dawdling this is what she tweeted me a dawdling child is annoying a dawdle like this is how i know your grandmother <laughs> raised you in the summers because you said dawdling <laughs> <You're> annoying. <laughs> and the thing that she that liz is insisted on that i'm like be fucking for real is that you should have a house phone because your children might save your life by calling 911 I stand by that. She stands by that. Guys, my children are not bright. I'm not saying that because I don't love them. I'm saying that because I when see you them. fall, when you have your phone in your pocket and you fall and you land on that phone and you smash it and or are laying on top of it and your child cannot get in that pocket, your kids are a little older now, so they could probably call on their iPad or whatever. But if you have little kids and mm-hmm. your kid cannot access your phone, how the fuck are they supposed to call 911? Sometimes people die. That's just how it goes. Sometimes I, you have to quit and die. Get on TikTok or YouTube and, and type in no. child calls 911 to save mommy's life. And you can listen to a many a phone call of a 911 operator talking to a child who has mommy is dying and they save the day. Okay. That is that is the same odds as that man being shot by his dog. That's the same fucking odds. Okay? And look what happened. <laughs> I actually think we're gonna get a dateline in like i mean more 30 rock being shot by the dog in your face and becoming more beautiful afterwards that's true that's true <laughs> all right liz thanks for being here i will talk of to course. you soon bye bye